Game three was a colossal failure for the Sixers as they now trail the Celtics two to one. We'll talk about all of it. I'll give you some exclusive behind the scenes footage and insight. We'll break all of it down here on Philly Take with RB. What is going on, everybody? RB here. Welcome into the show. Hit the like button if you enjoy the content. Be sure to subscribe and also hit that bell down below so you don't miss any of it going forward. Shout out to everyone who was a part of the postgame live stream last night from the Wells Fargo Center. That was a tough one, man. Walking out of that building, feeling the sense of deflated fan base and just everybody pissed off. It sucked, man. It sucked. This was a game you absolutely wanted to win. The Sixers now in a huge hole, down 2-1. to one. Do they have any chance of getting back in this series? That is my question to the people out there today. Let me know your thoughts down below. To be honest with you, I have a lot to rant about. This one might go longer than normal, but I have to pick on a couple things that I'm hearing out there that I completely disagree with. I feel very different about this series than a lot of people, so I want to get into all of it. We'll break all of it down, but before we do so, shout out. To the sponsor of today's video, Mantis Sleep. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I needed my Mantis Sleep mask last night badly because I got home from the game. I was watching some of the, the replays, the reruns. I couldn't sleep. I was disgusted. I had a feeling of emptiness inside of me, and I needed the Mantis Sleep Mask Pro. This thing is for all the insomniacs out there. It'll help you sleep because it has true 100% Blackout for deep sleep, C-shaped eye cups for unbeatable side sleep comfort. You can lay on your back, your side, you know, put this right over your head and it blocks out everything. Zero pressure on the eyelids or eyelashes and advanced materials built into it for better ventilation and unmatched breathability. So the Mantis Sleep Mask Pro is the way to go. Maybe you want to even take a nap. I, I need a nap today after last night's game. I'm going to use the Mantis Sleep Mask Pro to help me block out everything else, go check out their Pro Mask, their Steam Mask, their Cool Mask. They have a bunch of cool products that you can check out by clicking the link down below. Go to mantasleep.com, use promo code PhillyTake, and get 10% off of your order. All right, let's talk about this game, man, because this one is hard to do. I am still disgusted after what I saw last night. I'm going to pull up one of my main thoughts from this game. And again, there's been a lot of discourse out there uh, I saw it right in front of me. This was a very winnable game. This was a very, very winnable game. There's a lot of people that will, will tell you out there, oh, the Sixers lost by double digits. Yeah, well, watch the game, buddy. The Sixers cut it to four multiple times in the fourth quarter. They had it there. Every time they cut it down to five or four, everybody was pumped up. Everybody was lifting out of their chairs. They were pumping the fist, ready to go. And what did the Sixers do? They let the Celtics make the big play. The Celtics are a good team, so they'll capitalize and make that play. But the Sixers gave them the opportunity by not getting a rebound or not closing out on a shooter. How many times did the Celtics get second chance points in this game? It was making me sick. But here's one of my main thoughts. The Sixers obviously are, you know, are not out-talented to the point where they can't compete in this series. That is my main thought, and it's one of the main things I disagree on a lot of people with. People think the Sixers have no chance to win this series. To me, the Celtics have not been overwhelming or superior by any means. I mean, I watched them last night. They have runs. They're a streaky team. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, very good players. Tatum and Brown haven't, to me, played consistently all series long. The rest of the Celtics squad hasn't played consistent all series long. 
Are they better than the Sixers from top to bottom? Yes. But to me, it's the mental toughness. It is the grittiness that the Sixers once again are lacking. And here we are for the third freaking year in a row saying, why can't this team step up and have that toughness in a big game? If one other person than Joel Embiid stepped up last night, the Sixers win the game. I'm telling you that straight up. Here's what the supporting cast did. James Harden, 16 points. I don't even care about that. Three for 14. And we'll get to him in a second. Boy, I have a lot to say about James Harden. Tyrese Maxey, four for 16. 13 points. Tobias Harris, seven points. Three for six. On a night that was so freaking special. And let me tell you guys just for a second how special it was. That was one of the best atmospheres that I've ever experienced in a Philly sports environment. There was a sense of gratitude. There was a sense of just appreciation. There was emotion. Like there were people were shedding tears pregame watching Joel Embiid go out there, accept that MVP trophy. His son runs out to him. I mean, the whole crowd is just in awe and amazement. It was so special. I, I was almost brought to tears watching Joel out there crying, you know, accepting that award. It was a special, special moment. And on a night like that, when all the stars are in the building, Jason Kelsey's ringing the bell, everything's going crazy. This team doesn't have the freaking, I don't know what it is, the, the it factor. The it fact, they don't have that, that burst inside of them, you know, where they're on fire. That didn't pump you up enough to come out and smack this team on your home floor with the best crowd in the world. I'm telling you, that place was buzzing. It was buzzing an hour before game time. I mean, there was nothing like what I saw last night other than a few other times. And the place was buzzing. And you don't have that that in that inside. I don't know what it is. The fire, I guess, is the best way to describe it. Where was it? You come out, you play sloppy, and you let the Celtics take advantage of you. And, and that's disappointing to me, man. It's disappointing to me. Now, obviously, I, I, I want to say one thing before, so we can get this out of the way. It's not the main reason the Sixers lost. I'm not by any means saying it. You could probably hear my voice is a little messed up. Everybody, myself, Sean Bernard, this nice lady next to us. There was a, a row of drunk Sixer fans behind us. You know how it goes, man, at Philly sport, sporting events. Uh, there was a Celtics fan chirping. He was very annoying, but we all have respect for each other. But everybody was screaming at Scott Foster. He was atrocious. I wish the NBA would do something about it. They're just not going to. The amount of times that Marcus Smart flopped and cried about it, it was ridiculous. The Celtics were doing it all night. Then the Sixers would get one call, and, and Al Horford's crying. Oh, Al Horford pisses me off, man. But I just want to say Scott Foster was absolutely terrible. The Celtics started off on a run this game, and then they got cold because why? They're a streaky team. And they get right back into it because Scott Foster gives them six calls in a row. It was pissing me off, man. Like blatant missed calls. They got to do something about that. All right. That's my rant on the refs. Now to the main thing. James Harden, man. What the hell was that? I watched about five or six plays where James Harden had a free lane. He had a free basket or, or close to it and passes it up. I just can't comprehend it. It was so bad. The, the guys in the row behind us, everybody, they started calling him James Simmons. That was the most embarrassing, disgusting performance I've seen since Ben Simmons was here. Are you kidding me? If James Harden was average in this game, the Sixers win the game. They cut it down to four. They cut it down to five. They had it right there. 
And I'm not going to blame Doc Rivers at all for this game. I think Doc has been fine. But the one thing I think he should have done, if he had the stones to do it, was bench James Harden. Because he he kept hogging the ball. He took up way too many touches. And, and he just, he was not good. And, you know, I've been the guy to support James Harden. I think he's had a great year. I, I like the way he approached the game. You know, he changed up his role. He can do so many things on a basketball court. He went from being a scoring champ, a 10-time All-Star, you know, to being a great facilitator. He can do all these things. Last year, I gave him the pass because it was physical. Yes, he was injured bad. This year, it is not physical. For the people out there saying, oh, it's just, he's washed, he's cooked, he can't do it. That is BS. Do you hear me? BS. Not even a week ago, the dude had 45 points and he was attacking. I can't take it. It's so frustrating. And then after the game, we hear Joel Embiid once again. This is the third year in a row telling his teammate to be more aggressive. 2021, I tell him all the time I want him to be aggressive, talking about Ben Simmons. 2022, talking about Harden. I'm saying all the time since he got here, he needs to be aggressive. This year, you talk to him, you tell him to keep shooting and be aggressive. How many times are we going to do this? Time is a flat circle. I can't take it, man. What the hell was that, James Harden? What were you doing last night? It wasn't physical at all. He can play. He's healthy. How? How do you, like, you are a 10-time All-Star and a scoring champion and a former MVP. There's no way you had the yips like that in a playoff game. And this game, I mean... Let's look at this play because I this was the one that sticks with me. It was down the other end of the floor from where I was sitting, but I jumped out of my seat when it happened. I, I couldn't sit down. I was seething. And then coming home last night to see this from the TV angle made me almost throw up. I'm not even kidding. This is embarrassing. Where have you seen this before? Let's watch this play. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what are you looking at? Are you serious? Oh my gosh. I, I can't even, I can't stomach to watch it. He did that about five times. It was so bad. He was getting booed off the floor. And at the end of the game, they were booing him into the tunnel. How? James, what happened? You know what I think it is, man? And I think it's the bigger conversation we need to have. To be a center and be the number one option on a, on a championship team is very hard to do. It's very difficult. Joel Embiid is the MVP. He's a generational talent, and I think he's one of the exceptions where he can be the number one option on a championship team. But here's the thing about it. You have to have very, very niche, specific types of players around that guy. I don't know if you can have a James Harden, especially if he's doing these things, because you're running the two-man game. It's been one of the most effective pick and rolls in the NBA this season. And you're doing that. What was that? In game one, he was attacking. He was attacking. He was attacking. James Harden in game one was 17 for 30. And in the last two games, he was 5 for 28. How does that happen? I think before game one, James Harden sat down and told himself, without Joel Embiid, I have to be that dude. I have to be him if we want to win the game. I think after games two and three, or before games two and three, he sat down and said, eh, Joel's got it. I'll do my part. I'll contribute, but I don't have to be that dude. No, James, you still have to be that dude. That's why it's called a co-star. And what you did last night was absolutely inexcusable. 
it lost the Sixers the game. It's not only that you didn't play well. And again, if you go out there and you're shooting and you just aren't making it, I'll live with that eventually. You didn't even try to score the basketball. And I am sick about it. I am sick about it. He lost the Sixers the game. He didn't not win them the game. He lost it for them. And people want to, you know, revert to Tyrese Maxey, Tobias. They did not play well by any means. My quick rant on Tobias Harris is the same thing it has been. I like him as a guy, but ever since he made that dumb sharpshooter comment, he can't shoot. And the Sixers need to take $37 million and replace it with two value contracts, guys that can play a specific role. That's what I'm talking about here. You need guys that can spot up in the damn corner, knock down a three, and oh, wait for it, rebound. Remember what I said? They don't rebound. Months ago, I said they should start Jalen McDaniels. Why? Because Tobias needs the ball in his hands or he's not going to do anything at all. He needs to come off the damn bench and get 11 touches off the bench because he can't spot up in the corner and be a, and be a shooter and he damn sure doesn't rebound. Joel Embiid is a good rebounder because of his size. He's not a natural rebounder. They need a rebounder next to Joel and Tucker's not as good of a rebounder as I thought he would be. And, and Tucker had a decent game. I thought the Anthony Melton had a decent game. I thought a couple other guys did. But overall, everybody else played like crap other than Joel Embiid, who was out there after getting an MVP trophy on one leg. And, and what was his final stats? What was his final stats? 30 points, 13 rebounds, three assists, and four blocks. They let him down. They let him down. Look at the rest of the box score, man. Unbelievable. Niang had 10 at one point. Harden's running with the second unit. Niang's out there dribbling. Niang's out there crashing the, you know, the basket and, and trying to get moves off the dribble drive and, and trying to get some buckets more than James Harden. I don't understand it. I really think the mentality change was insane. And you can't tell me it's a physical thing because he did it a week ago. You just can't play like that, James. You blew that game. And this is going to be the game that haunts the Sixers. If they come back and tie the series or if they win the next one, this is going to be the game to haunt the Sixers because you had this one. You could have been up 3-1, to one, not tied at 2-2 two, two, if they win the next game. It's frustrating, man. I, I can't believe what I saw from James Harden last night. I'm not even joking with you. It, it was sickening. It was sickening. How do you go from game one to what we have seen the last two games? It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Joel Embiid had another quote after the game. I was better than the other night. I just think the other night I didn't touch the ball. I was really trying to stay out of the way and trying to get my teammates involved. I was more assertive about being more aggressive. And back to Tyrese Maxey, people want to say, oh, well, Tyrese Maxey didn't play well either. Yeah, he didn't. But you know why he didn't play well? Because the dude didn't see any damn touches in the first half, and he was not in a rhythm because of James Harden. The ball kept going to James, top of the key, top of the key, top of the key. And everybody else was stagnant. In game one, the ball was moving. It was flowing. And here's where I'll give the Celtics credit, man. They can move the damn basketball. They are a good, good team when it comes to getting guys in position and just knowing where to be on the floor. But people out there keep saying, oh, the Celtics are making these worldly adjustments. No, the hell they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. Is this, a, is this a Celtics adjustment? Is this a Celtics adjustment? No. No, this is a man deciding not to shoot a freaking floater from four feet away from the basket. The Sixers keep shooting themselves in the foot. And I thought the Celtics back in October, November, were going to be this team to separate themselves. I thought the Celtics were going to be superior to the rest. They're really not. 
If one person steps up last night, the Sixers win that game. Game two, yeah, the Celtics were overwhelming. They had an insane third quarter. They couldn't miss. Fine, you have a game in a series like that. Game one, they lost to the Sixers without Joel Embiid. Maybe the Sixers move the ball better without Joel Embiid. Maybe that's the flow, and maybe they're having an identity issue, and James Harden doesn't know what to do, but to do what he did last night was inexcusable. And then you take away touches from Maxi, and then, again, Tobias needs touches because he's not a, a typical four, and you just have a conflict with what guys are trying to do role-wise. And another issue is they leave guys wide open defensively. I mean, how many threes in the first quarter were wide open? The Celtics just boom, boom, boom. You leave them wide open, they're good enough of a team to knock them down. I mean, I thought Tatum played okay. I don't think Tatum played out of this world. I don't think Jalen Brown played out of this world. I don't know who played out of this world for the Celtics. They just hit the timely shots because you left them open. And in the fourth quarter, the ball kept running through James Harden and he couldn't do a damn thing. And they kept giving the Celtics second chance points. The building went from one of the most electrifying atmospheres I've seen to absolutely deflated. People were stunned. They didn't know what to say. It was an empty feeling in that building. It was a feeling of disappointment because you had the series momentum in your hands. And if you won last night, then it's like, okay, you win on Sunday. Now you're up three to one. Nope. Nope. And I said before the series, in fact, I said before the playoffs started, you can't lose to the damn Boston Celtics. Cause it's like, you think back to 2017, you lose to Boston how far have you come? It's like, again, time is a flat circle. It's like you're, you're going in one big circle and you come back to the same point. You lose to Boston. And it's so freaking frustrating. And I'm not saying this series is over by any means. It might sound like that. I'm different because, you know, Sixer fans want to jump off a ledge after a loss. There, there's a reason the series is first to four wins. But the Sixers have to win the next two games. If they want to win this series... They need to make a statement. We're, we're about to really find out who they are in here. Because we went out and signed dogs. We went out and signed these guys. Will it come out the next two games? We're about to find out who this Sixers team really is. Deep down inside, mentally. But you're telling me, man, you have one team to get through. Honestly, the Sixers win this series. They can go to the finals and maybe win it. And you can't get past the freaking Celtics. It's frustrating. And this was a huge disappointment with all the energy in the building. That's a game you should have won so many opportunities. Every time you cut it back, you let the Celtics hit the knockout punch. And it was frustrating, man. And the Sixers need to figure this out immediately. James needs to do a long reflection. I don't know what he needs, but he needs to get back in his mindset. Because he had the yips last night. That was not physical, ladies and gentlemen. And that's what I saw. Sixers fans were pumped, and then they were deflated. And watching them walk off that court, it was frustrating, man. It was disappointing at its finest. That's the best way I can sum up the game. Hopefully, they bounce back. We'll be live for game four tomorrow. It is obviously a must win, absolute must win. And the Sixers are going to need to find a way, whether it's a spark plug, maybe it's a switch of the lineups. I don't know what it is. Doc, you have to figure something out or else the Sixers will go down 3-1, be in the biggest hole, and it'll essentially be over. Time to figure it out. Too many years into this process. Too many years having this type of result in the second round. Figure it out or else big changes are coming. Those are my thoughts. Give me all yours down below. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. With that being said, I will catch you all on the next one.
Peace.